Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome readers. Today on Book Chat, we are discussing Wicked by Jennifer L. Armentrout. We are also going to give our thoughts on the Passion Flicks movie adaptation. Stay tuned. Today's episode is sponsored by The Black Kids, written by Christina Hammonds-Reed. It's the Mocha Girls Read National Book Club's July Book of the Month. Visit their website and join in today. This coming-of-age debut novel explores issues of race, class, and violence through the eyes of a wealthy Black teenager whose family gets caught in the vortex of the 1992 Rodney King riots. Ashley Bennett and her friends are living the charmed life. It's the end of senior year. Everything changes one afternoon in April when four LAPD officers are acquitted after beating a black man named Rodney King half to death. Suddenly, Ashley's just not one of the girls. She's one of the black kids. As violent protests engulf LA and the city burns, Ashley tries to continue on as life were normal. With her world splintering around her, Ashley, along with the rest of LA, is left to question who is the us and who is the them. The Black Kids is available now. Pick up your copy wherever books and audiobooks are sold. Visit mochagirlsread.com to learn more about the book club and to read along with them. The links are in the show notes. Hey everyone, I'm your host Tamara Ford and welcome to Book Chat here on the Shelf Addiction Podcast. Participate in this discussion by joining the Facebook group Shelf Addiction Official. I hope to hear your thoughts on today's topic. You can always find me and Casey on Twitter and Instagram. The links for everything I've mentioned are below in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support this podcast by sharing it with some book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. That would really help me out and I appreciate you for doing so. The uncut video version of this podcast is available now on Patreon. Join us there for exclusive videos, including after shows and more. So if you're interested in that at all, you'll need to come on over to Patreon and sign up. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Joining me is feature co-host Casey from Heartful of Ink. Welcome back, Casey. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here today. 
Me too. Because <laughs> this is super fun for me because, yeah, we have not done one of these since, um, what, Bridgerton we did, but yeah. we watched the whole season. But this was a movie, so it was a much shorter much endeavor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what I would like to do is first we're going to talk about the book Wicked, which is mm-hmm. from, by Jennifer L. Armantrout. It was published in December 2014, so that was a while ago. It was actually a Goodreach Choice Award nominee in 2015. My book club read it in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> so full disclosure, that is when I read it was 2015. <laughs> Casey, on the other hand, read it now. Yesterday. Like, yes, yesterday. I just literally finished it 12 hours ago. So and then All I right. watched the movie. Okay, so why don't you give us the synopsis before we start? All right. Things are about to get wicked in New Orleans. 22-year-old Ivy Morgan isn't your average college student. She and others like her know humans aren't the only thing trolling the French Quarter for fun and for food. Her duty to the order is her life. After all, four years ago, she lost everything at the hands of the creature she's sworn to hunt, tearing her world and her heart apart. Ren Owens is the last person Ivy expected to enter her rigidly controlled life. He's six feet and three inches of temptation and swoon-inducing charm. With forest green eyes and a smile that surely left a stream of broken hearts in its wake, he has an uncanny, almost unnatural ability to make her yearn for everything he has to offer. But letting him in is as dangerous as hunting the cold-blooded killers stalking the streets. Losing the boy she loved once before had nearly destroyed her. The sparking tension that grows between them becomes impossible for Ivy to deny. Deep down, she wants... She needs more than what her duty demands of her, what her past has shaped for her. But as Ivy grows closer to Ren, she realizes she's not the only one carrying secrets that could shatter the frail bond between them. There's something he's not telling her, and the one thing is for certain. She's no longer sure what is more dangerous to her, the ancient beings threatening to take over the town or the man demanding to lay claim to her heart and soul. Did I do that justice? You did. You were reading it with all the feelings. All like, of the feelings. Yes. So much angst. So much drama. There was a lot of angst. Um, and so you guys should know, a lot of people tag this as new adults. Uh, you know, they are adult. They're young. Yeah, they're young. They're um, 22, 23. Yeah. yeah. But it definitely had that college angsty vibe because mm-hmm. i guess technically mm-hmm. ivy is in college technically technically yeah so um even though we never saw her in college at all if i can remember maybe once or twice there was one or two scenes of her like in class and yeah. in the book she was always carrying her backpack that was filled with textbooks around like literally had it on her shoulders while she was fighting the fae and I was like, how the fuck do you fight a fae with a backpack full of textbooks on your back? Like, I don't know. Training, I guess. Like I don't know. I feel like it increases your endurance training. No. I have no idea. Girls don't give slower? Me... I don't know. It off your balance? I don't know. It's crazy. But, okay, so like I said, you guys, I read this book a long time ago, and I did reread, like, the first three chapters only, just so I could kind of jog my memory. 
And it did that. It mm-hmm. jogged my memory. But, you know, I don't remember all the details. So I'm going to rely on you. Casey I got you. <laughs> for that. Um, but, I, I mean, just talking about the book, I remember really liking it. But Casey did not like it, no. did you? No. <laughs> okay. So it took me a while. I gave it a good try. And the first 20%, I was undecided. I could definitely see, you know, the tropes. I could kind of see Cat from the Cat and Bone series by Janine Frost. You know, she's young. She's in college. She's very angry. She's closed off from everybody. She's this badass hunter. And I was like, okay, I can kind of get behind that. I like Cat. I can maybe do this. And then... It went in every wrong direction possible. Just like, dear God, stop. <laughs> stop with these cliches. And yes, it was written six, seven years ago when these cliches weren't technically cliches yet. Yeah. But, you know, start off with the only character of color in the book is her best friend, Val. And yeah. Val is also the, the bad only guy. gay character. Val is also the only bad guy who betrays yeah. everybody at the end. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Val also says, hey, let's have sex because I'm gay and you're my best friend. And I'm like, that's not how gay works. Please stop. Like, this is not. She's also slut shamed beyond anything any person should ever have to put up with. Yeah. And this whole order is like super 1950s sexist. So I'm surprised that they even let a person of color into their special elite order place thing. Well, no, he's the super elite. They're just like the. Yeah, they're regular fighters. Like they're they're like like the army and he's like, you know, (laughs) the Marines or whatever, you know, like he's a level up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Supposedly. So. So. Yay, we have racism and homophobia and biphobia oh and just oh all the God. joy. Yeah, and that did just suck the life right out of me just now mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, okay, so I don't even remember having these issues when I first read it. I don't. Like, I just thought it was fun, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it oh, was absolutely. like... absolutely. It's trashy fun. I didn't think, like... And again, I guess the more you read and as time evolves and we're dealing mm-hmm. with a different world now mm-hmm. than we were then. So I don't think oh, absolutely. people were writing as consciously, nor were we reading as consciously mm-hmm. then versus now. So yeah. I guess in that regard, it doesn't really hold up. <laughs> yeah. And if I had read this in 2015, I didn't know I was bi at the time. So I just would have shrugged off her whole bi vibe. But yeah. now I'm just like, you could not pay me to have sex with my best friend. Like that is just not how gay works. That's just not, please stop making bi people just the biggest sluts on the planet. Because that's not how, that's not who we are. That's not how this works. Now, and that's been a thing like in mm-hmm. fiction, not only books, but TV. It's like the bi person's always the yeah. slut and it's not oh, yeah. true. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, you're bi? You want to have sex with your best friend? It's like, no. No, I do no. not. Please, um, no. Like, stay yeah. away. Yeah. No, I don't want sex with you. <laughs> That's not how this works. I know. It's not. It's, you know, like, not to get on a tangent, but it's just like oh, any tangent. relationship. It's like, I feel like 
any person with any sexuality, mm-hmm. as long as you're an adult, you can do what you want. But I also feel like mm-hmm. it's like any relationship. If you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship. It doesn't yes. matter who you're with, but relationship rules apply. Yes. <laughs> so just because you dib- dibble and dabble doesn't mean you don't know how to be in a relationship. And that is a big misconception. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. That's... Mm common fucking sense but apparently you know back in 2015 yeah. the yeah. first sentence val says is like i would have sex with you and Ivy is like no i like boys and i'm just unrolling oh my, my eyes so hard i see my brain yeah saying, and <laughs> that scene when, it came, when i watched and i forgot about that scene in the book but when i watched it on screen i'm like damn what the fuck i'm like this is <laughs> Oh my God. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> she just yeah. was like. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. That's weird. You could not pay me enough money to volunteer to have sex with my best friend. Like, no, we're not going there. I don't want it. She doesn't want it. It's not yeah. happening. I'm not going to go around and be like, hey, baby, I know you haven't gotten laid in three years. Let's go have sex. Like, no, <laughs> don't do that with anybody. <laughs> Because I'm just no, a normal person. You would not do that with anybody. <laughs> no. It, 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 no. Like, no. just no. <laughs> it's and wild. Then Val is like called the slut of Satan and a hussy yeah. and just like degraded yeah. by everybody. Yeah, it's not good. Even though she ends up being the bad guy, like, why are you calling her a hussy? Why are you being so mean to the only person of color and the only gay person like it's i feel like if they were trying to imply and you know gay bi straight whatever there are people that are just hoes and they like to sleep with everybody if they were trying to if the author was trying to make her character be that way she didn't give us enough other things to make us believe that she sleeps with everything that walks we didn't have enough other things going on for her to for me to believe oh she's just a hoe you know what i mean like yeah no like she's going out on hot dates all the time but when you're single you date a lot that doesn't yeah. mean anything that doesn't so mean jack shit right so i don't know it's hard um yeah that's definitely not cool um at least they made <laughs> david black in the movie like, they I did. don't think he was black in the book, but yay, a second person of color. Woo! And he has lines. Woo! He did have lines and he had, I mean, he had as much face time as he did in the book, to be fair. Mm-hmm. They didn't really cut him down. But I also, and I don't remember exactly if David's lines match up one-to-one like they did for a lot of the other characters, but when Ivy was trying to tell him, you know, they really... Mm-hmm. Just was like, girl, you dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know. Oh, yeah, no, that's how he was in the book. He's okay, like, I really shit, did not like that either. I'm like, come on. Like, okay, you're acting like she's unreliable, right? Mm-hmm. And if she's supposed to be so important, you know, and if you're supposed to be a fighter and people rely, you know, your team, you're not supposed to just disregard what mm-hmm. someone says because you've not heard it before. So that kind of annoyed me as far as like, dang, y'all don't even treat the women fair in this he, order. They played that down a little bit in the movie, but yeah. it was very 
anti-woman in the order in the book. Um, Uh I think Trent had this line in the movie too, where he's like, we never should have let women in. And then she needs him in the balls. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody thought the women should be in the group. Nobody thought that they were strong enough or, you know, I don't know. Like it was again, very sexist, very 1950s and, Ivy just put up with it. And, you know, once Ren came along, he's like, that's not how you treat a lady. And I was just like <laughs> rolling my eyes. Cause I'm like, are you trying to make him seem extra feminist? Cause she, she needed a counterbalance. That's what she was good, trying to do. I feel but like also just like, this is not how life works. Please stop. Well, nothing. in okay. So I've <laughs> yeah. read quite a few books by her to be fair. And none of her books have that realistic balance to them. They're all kind of extra and no matter what way you're talking about. Like, I read the Lux series by her and that was another Mm -hmm. one that I read many, many years ago. But I also remember the the guys are always super hot. The girls are always Mm -hmm. hot. It's always, every character is like the most cartoonist version, the most extreme version. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the nerd is the nerd. The the tough guy is the tough guy. (laughs) The sexy guy (laughs) is the sexy guy. You know what I'm saying? So there's not a whole lot of finesse with the characters. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely I can tell that the books are like more for not for younger readers, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because like they they don't have a lot of nuance technically. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a and, lot of sense. Yeah, and so to be fair, on the flip side, though, like, oh my god. Okay, so let me just say, <laughs> I'm reading another series that Casey recommended right now. Yes. I started the um, Iron King and I put that off for a long time. It was sitting on my counter, you know, mm-hmm. on my bookshelf for a long time. And I, I'm like, okay, let me just read this. Let, let me read it. Mm-hmm. And no lie, guys, it pulled me straight out of my reading funk. It pulled me straight out of it. And I'm reading it. And there were also some things I didn't like about how the women or the girls were being treated. There were other things like that. And I'm like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. So I can feel some of the essence of those similar type of things. Oh, yes. But I still had a good time with it. I mean, not oh, yes. like I, I'm not like fangirling over it, but I definitely picked up the second book. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't see any black people in sight, but I was entertained, you know. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like just in this realm of publishing this this section, like this decade mm-hmm. or whatever, when these books yeah, were coming out, out like hard. 2010. Yeah, like this 2010 section, all mm-hmm. of those books kind of had, if it was paranormal romance or urban fantasy with romance or new mm-hmm. adult romance, they all kind of mm-hmm. had that vibe. Like even thinking about like some of the series we've read here and talk trash oh, about. Yes. Oh, yes. So... Would I say don't read it? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would say know what you're getting into. (laughs) So you don't have this high expectation and then you plummet to the earth. Because that's what would happen if you went in expecting this very thought out and smart, you know what I'm saying, type of book. (laughs) If you're like, this is a beach read 
that I can read while I'm half drunk (laughs) and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of read it. This Uh is to me. Yes, absolutely. I definitely wouldn't be recommending it for people who don't read this (laughs) stuff. Yeah. So what else didn't you like? I know you probably got a few more things you didn't like. Um, I'm actually going to say one thing I did appreciate just to mix things up a bit. So in the book, there was a lot more sex than they have in the movie. But Ivy actually had a masturbation scene by herself. There were some mutual masturbation scenes, but, you know, she went down on herself at one point. And I was like, you don't see this very often, even in books published today in 2020 and 2021. Like, female pleasure is usually on the back burner. Yeah, when the guy's going down on her, like, it's there, but you're more likely to see a guy jacking off by himself than you are to see a girl fingering herself off. So, you know, kudos to Jennifer for including this because I was like, yeah, still don't see this today. So, and again, honestly, she's good with the sexy stuff. Like every book I've read, like even if it's not 100% open door, the door might be cracked, Mm -hmm. right? You'll get a little peek, but you know, it's not like erotica level or anything like that but it's pg-13 yes pg-13 and it's like it's still sexy it's like oh Mm -hmm. wow okay i believe they actually are attracted to each other you know Mm -hmm. so she's really good at that and yeah yeah so definitely it's romance it's cheese ball romance female pleasure like yeah girl but yeah no that was like the highlight of the book i guess Oh, God. You know, I should go back. You should tell me what pages the sex scenes are so I could just read those. Just read those? Okay. okay. I should have told you before you started so you can mark them for me. (laughs) I'll go back and skim through it. Because there were a lot. I was very scared when I watched the movie. I was like, oh, God, how many are there going to be? And they cut it down a lot. I think there's only two in the movie, whereas there's like five in the book or something like that. Look, okay, so let's talk about this movie a little bit. So when I first, okay, so I did know that they were making this into a movie. Mm -hmm. And I had heard about it a couple years back, and then I just never heard another thing about it. It kind of just faded Mm -hmm. into the background. And I'm like, well, I guess they never made it, and I forgot about it, and I carried on. But Mm -hmm. randomly, I was on YouTube, and I was watching this one YouTuber, who I can't remember her name, and she reviewed this movie called Wicked. And I'm listening to her explain the movie. I'm like, that sounds like a book I read. Like, literally. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, my God. So I looked it up. I'm like, damn, they made a movie? This is that movie? Because literally, she was explaining the plot. I'm like, I've read that before. (laughs) And I wasn't expecting that to be the adaptation Mm -hmm. because she was Mm -hmm. approaching it from a movie watcher point of view. Yes. Not a book reader point of view. Yes. So when I saw it was out, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to ask Casey if she read this book. (laughs) (laughs) And it only came out May 27th of this year. So it's a new release. Oh, wow. So it's very new. It's very new. And you guys, we this is dedication. We got a free trial to watch this bitch. We got a free (laughs) trial. Yes. Yes. It was published or produced on this, um, what is it, service called Passion Flicks. Yes, Passion Flicks is the streaming service. And 
I think you can get it on its own, but I got it through Amazon. You can, so mm-hmm. you have access Amazon to it through Prime. Prime, yeah. yeah, Prime Video. So let me just go ahead and tell you. So it was directed by Tara O'Neill. I feel like her name sounds familiar to me. I don't know how, but it does. The writer is Jennifer L. Armentrout again, and there was someone that helped with the screenplay. And Jennifer L. Armentrout was wise enough to get herself some producer credits on this. So good for her. Good on her for Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I think because she was so heavily involved, this really, really mirrored the book a lot. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like almost scene for scene, dialogue for dialogue. Like 90% of the dialogue is straight out of the book. Oh, yeah, because, like, I was um, saying I read, like, the first three chapters again, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, well, you know, hoping to jog my memory enough so when I mm-hmm. watched the movie, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and it did, yeah. Yeah. and then when I hit play, I'm like, oh, my God, I literally, <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly verbatim what I just mm-hmm. read, mm-hmm. and they would skip a couple paragraphs, but it's the same thing. I'm it's like, wow. Yeah. I could say. If you didn't want to read the book, you could watch the movie in lieu of the book. Is yes, that close? Absolutely. Again, they cut out some of the sex scenes, but you know, everything else is the same. Um, oh, at the very end of the book or the movie, when Ivy is in bed with Ren and you know, after she was attacked by the prince, she's supposed to be unconscious for like four days and in the hospital and then she goes home. But in the movie, like she's just home yeah. in bed for four days. Yeah. So that was like the only obvious thing that they cut out to me besides the sex, obviously. But yeah, no, it's basically verbatim the book. I felt like that fight was weaker too. Like on screen, was so it was bad. weaker. It was so bad on screen. Yeah. I Cause I just no remember budget. her getting the beat. Like her, like she was beat up really bad in the book. If oh, I yeah. remember correctly. No, she was thrown into walls and, you know, beaten horribly and, basically dead but then he did heal her a bit and she was still unconscious for four days in the hospital no um there was the scene where she got hit by the car and in the movie the car moves two whole inches before it hits her but in the book you know it's screaming down the alleyway like 60 miles an hour (laughs) this time like move two inches and i'm just like speaking of that all the fighting scenes were bad in the movie so, like, there's this one scene when they're outside the club, right? Mm-hmm. Before they go mm-hmm. into the Fae Club, where the humans and the Fae are mixing. And mm-hmm. they're standing there, and Ivy's kind of standing there waiting to fight, even though she's not supposed to be fighting. And the one guy, I swear, this is, like, stunt time. Like, <laughs> this guy wants to just show how he can kick his leg and flip around. I'm like, you're not even close to her at all. Like, you're just doing like these things. Like, away from them. <laughs> It looked crazy. I'm like, this is a um an exhibition or something. You're just showing your skills. <laughs> it's not You're a fight. Just jumping around. Yeah. Two two. It was it was bad. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I laughed. Of the fae, when the first fake guy showed up with his horrible blonde ass wig, I had to pause <laughs> the movie and scream because that wig is so bad. Oh my god! Yeah. Like it was, I kept doing that all movie. Tink, 
when I saw him for the first time, oh. I just Oh, my God. When, like, okay, so, oh, my God. So, Tink, oh, my God. So, the graphics around Tink are the worst. Like, the CG, the little worst. bit of CG work they did was freaking horrible. Ugh. And I'm like... <laughs> so, Tink is this little brownie who's supposed to be yeah. the size of a Barbie doll, but he's a man who came from the other world and Ivy just decided to take care of him, even though that goes against everything she believes in. And she never told anybody about him. And the movie version is fucking atrocious. Tink, by the way, also has an Amazon addiction, which is hilarious. Oh, oh, that pissed me off, or not pissed me off, that annoyed the fuck out of me in the book. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every two goddamn seconds, they were making references to something. They were. He's obsessed with Harry Potter, so he was constantly watching Harry Potter. He loved Twilight, so they would watch all of the Twilight movies together. She would be reading books, you know, by like Jay Crownover, who's best friends with Jennifer Armintrout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, like they were just referencing everything every two seconds. And I'm glad they cut it out of the movie because, you know, they can't, they can't pay Harry Potter fees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... At least they kept Amazon Prime, but yeah. But they covered the boxes, though. They covered, so there was no Mm -hmm. Amazon. But we knew it was Amazon. They were talking about Amazon. They kept saying Amazon. Yeah, I wonder if they got a little bit of kickback from Amazon to keep mentioning them like that. Probably. I wondered if she was getting aid from Harry Potter or Twilight to mention all that stuff in the book. Like, literally, every page, they were referencing something. And I was like, can you not? Dear God, can you not? It was pretty freaking annoying. And I, okay, so every, okay, so especially at the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. every scene I was chuckling, every scene mm-hmm. I was laughing. Mm-hmm. Now, going into this, like, I, okay, I'm not familiar with Passion Flicks, but after I heard it explained, it reminded me, I expected a mix of Lifetime. Now, we know Lifetime mm-hmm. status type of movie. This had Lifetime written all over it. 
<laughs> Lifetime mixed with like Skinamax Light. <laughs> you know, y'all remember Skinamax. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I expected that. Like really heavy on the cheese, low production value. And I was right on all aspects, except I was mm-hmm. shocked when I saw that this thing had a rated R rating. Mm-hmm. I'm like, for what? I'm like, the sex was okay. The sex, the couple of scenes we got, it was closed door. There was mm-hmm. one scene where you could insinuate what was going on by her making these noises and grasping the covers. The pillow. <laughs> yeah, and like. The face. You don't see right. anything below the neck. Like, no, no. But you can insinuate, but that's like, come on, is that R? They had a couple of curse so. words, but I don't think it wasn't a, a um it wasn't a lot of cursing, and I don't even remember the f bomb. And I know that is a rule; they have they can mm-hmm. only say so many fucks, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't think I heard any. I heard a couple of other curse words, but not R rated. So I'm like, well, yeah. what's making this R rated? Maybe passion flick is different than I don't know. I don't... It it seems like. It was Lifetime movie material. Like, mm-hmm. I could have watched this on Lifetime on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know. I was wanting more with the R rating. I thought it would be more blood, more violence, more... Because those fights, like we said, the fights in the book were legit. These fights were weak. The sex was weak Very compared weak. to the book. Mm-hmm. Everything was... All of the things that they would have had to spend more time and money on were watered down. Mm-hmm. Including his tattoos, which looked his like tattoos. a toddler drew them on with a sharpie. They had like somebody sat up there and like pasted them on him every morning, and they didn't have like the top notch makeup person. Mm-mm. They had his cousin do it or some shit. If you're watching us on Patreon right now, you can see on either side of us the um, screen, and there's a picture of him, and you just see these two black marks on his neck. And if you agree with me, it looks like a fucking Sharpie on his neck. Like, that's not a tattoo. That is a Sharpie mark. It looks like a Sharpie mark. That's for sure. The whole thing looked bad. I'm trying to see if I can find any close-ups of those tattoos. No. I took a picture it, of it on my phone. So I can text did that you? Oh. You can post okay. it on social media. Because I couldn't not. I was screaming. And just like I was like, I have to take a picture of this. Because it's so bad and it's funny when he took his shirt off and ivy's like running her hands over him so gingerly i'm like she's trying not to mess up those that tattoo makeup because <laughs> she's barely scraping one. him she's barely scraping yeah. him with her fingers i'm like oh that's because it's loose makeup that she don't want coming yeah. off on her hands that's what yeah. <laughs> oh my god so and his I, okay. fake deep voice was so bad. It's so bad. He okay. So I I kind of remember him being a little possessive in the book, but I re- but that one scene where he's like basically telling her, "You're mine. I don't care." What, you know, I'm like, "Oh my god, roll my eyes." I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" Verbatim from the book. <laughs> yep. 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 I just can't. And then he comes to her house and like bangs down the door, basically. Like, you're gonna tell me what's wrong. I'm like, oh my God. 
This is so heavy handed, dude. It's so heavy handed. So bad. Yeah. At least in the book, it was kind of cute. Like he kind of came off as cute and funny and I could almost laugh at him. Like he was humorous, not creepy. In the movie, it was very creepy, like zero humor. Zero. Like he says to her, I can't. If you want me to leave, I'll leave, but I'm not going to leave without a fight or something, he says. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then she's like, okay. Yeah, she's like, okay, come in. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, there was a lot more internal angst in the book right there. But yeah, that's basically what happened with the dialogue. Uh, Yeah, then she just spills her guts to him. And of course, they Mm -hmm. proceed to have sex and all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff. And But the funniest part was like the next morning... That scene where Ren meets, you know, Tink for the first time. He's like butt naked in the kitchen. (laughs) Holding a knife to this little Barbie doll sized man on the kitchen counter. Fucking hilarious. I just laughed. Okay, so I know it wasn't supposed to be funny, but I thought it was funny. Or maybe it was supposed to be funny. I think it was supposed to be funny. (laughs) I was laughing my ass off. Again, verbatim in the book. Like, yeah. he's butt-ass naked, holding a knife to Tink. Tink is oh. like, I'm seeing his dong! It's <laughs> hilarious! And, you know, I guess that's something else, you know, Armin Trout does well, is the humor, right? Like, it's so mm-hmm. tongue-in-cheek. It's so ridiculous. It's freaking funny. Over the top. Yeah. Absolute ridiculous, ridiculous shit. Oh, my yeah. So it's like, oh, my God. So... Those scenes were funny to me. And I'm like, oh, wait, when when Ren walked back into the bedroom, we got two seconds of butt cheek. Two seconds of butt cheek. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's rated R, because there's a whole lot of butt cheek right there. Like, for two, blink and you would miss it. Blink and you would miss it. <laughs> I mean, I've seen stuff on HBO that's more, come mm-hmm. on. Come on. And it's not I mean, radar. It's PG-13. Right. Like in this this show, they did not. Okay, so usually when people are having that love scene, making love scene, you see some movement. You see some input. There was nothing. Movement. <laughs> like no you get, movement. You get nothing. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> So I'm like, why wasn't this PG for uh, 13 for real? It should have been. It should have been. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh my god, it was could have hilarious. Been like it was. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Freaking funny. So hilarious. And it's funny. I didn't recognize <laughs> any of these actors. I've never seen mm-hmm. any of them before. Mm-mm. Not a single one. They're gonna be if they ever become famous from something else. This is going to be that movie that is low, far down on that IMDb page, <laughs> way at the bottom. And they like, hope and pray that nobody ever asks gets, them about it. It gets buried. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. my God. So okay. am I the only one that found the Fae, like, ugly in this movie? Like, all oh the Fae were ugly. They were disgustingly gross. <laughs> that fucking blonde wig. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. Just Google yeah. it and prepare to laugh your ass off because it's like the cheesiest Lord of the Rings cosplay ever. 
and it just does not work. That blonde wig is so fake. Yeah, and they had something funky going on with their skin. Like they had like um a blue kind of hue moving over it, like a silvery blue kind of thing going on. We weren't supposed to see them in their pretty forms, but no, they were ugly. And then when the prince came out, he was butt ass ugly. Yeah, I'm like that's the prince. He is. He's supposed to be fine. And I'm like, yeah, no, he's butt ass ugly. God, uh, you know you are so right, though. I'm like, ugh, that's the prince. <laughs> yeah, no, no, these fae that are supposed to be like, you know, the because, end like, all be all most beautiful uh, creatures ever. No, so, like, okay, spoiler, future spoiler alert. Like, the prince is supposed to have like some co- be some competition for Ren. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to, not in the love triangle way, but he's super hot. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be able to stand up to Ren as far as visuals and sexiness factor. It doesn't at all in this movie. I mean, Ren doesn't stand up at all either, but I'll at least not run away from him. You know, okay, so I thought I was the only person that might... Okay, I knew I wasn't going to because Ren in the face is not cute. He's not cute in the face. Sorry, actor guy. I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult you. But when I picture Ren... Okay, so I'm on Google right now and mm-hmm. I see someone's pics for their version of Ivy and Ren. Mm-hmm. And this cat, this production could never afford these people. But... yeah. I agree with the picks. They picked Theo James. He's fucking hot. He's hot. He's Ren. Show me that. He's Ren. And yes. we know he pulls off a lot of tattoos very well because we saw a big ass one on him in Divergent and it looked good. Yes. And they picked Lily. I think her name is Lily, the redhead lady. Lily. Lily James? He was, no, she was just in this Paris thing that everyone had a conniption about on Netflix. She was in Mortal Instruments. Did you watch Mortal Instruments on I Netflix? Didn't. Oh, the redhead with what is her name? I'm gonna click on it and see if it gives me her name. Yeah. Nope, it's just an image. Let me show you the image. I'm gonna share. Sorry, you guys Lily can't Collins? see it if you're not on. Yeah, Lily Collins. Lily Collins. They picked yeah, her. She is. That. I feel like they match closer than mm-hmm. the people, but they did. What they could do, I guess. You know what I mean? Because With they could not budget. Yeah. Yes, they could not afford these two people. Mm-hmm. That's they for sure. Theo James, but no, they could not get him. No, so there I'm just going to show it right yeah. quick. Here you go. So you guys that are on Patreon, you can see. Yeah, like yeah. I can see that much better than right. who we got. So who we got was. Okay, here's the woman. What's this woman's name? Let me go back and get her name. Because I don't know what her name is. Anna Mashi. M-A-I-C-H-E. Anna Mashi. I guess. Don't know him. Don't, I don't know her from anywhere. Nope. You know, but she's not a bad Ivy. She works. Mm-hmm. Clearly her hair is not red. That's dye. Her mm-hmm. hair is, you know, something else, which is fine, you know. And here's the Wren guy, Liam Hall as Wren. And his face is just too angular, too something. It's oxy with really tiny eyes and a big nose. Yeah. 
big forehead. I, I don't know. Just, yes, no. it's not cute. And Tink, okay, so Andrew <laughs> Rogers, I feel like they played him on this show. Like, didn't they dye his hair blonde or something? Oh, yeah, no, he was like bleach blonde. He looks a lot disgusting. better with brown hair. And I feel like he looks so ridiculous. Now, okay, now look at the photo. You guys can't see this photo, but there's a photo of him without a shirt on in this collage I'm showing. This collage can be found on Jennifer L. Armentrout's website. (laughs) She had these made. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'm going to give you a little, do you you mind a slight spoiler? I don't know if you're going to continue on or not. Spoil away. In the future books... Tink becomes real-sized. He becomes real-sized. And, spoiler alert, so if they do more movies, they're going to be taking advantage of full-sized Andrew Rogers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, that's cute. Him as this little six-inch Barbie thing, not. Not cute at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, they have him looking crazy in these Barbie clothes. (laughs) Living in the Barbie house in the the armoire. (laughs) And he's, you know, fucking those little troll doll things. Like, no, 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 no. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, and then later thinking back, I'm like, well, why didn't you just make yourself man size and go out and get some and then come back and be the brownie? Maybe he did while she was out working. Man, I don't know. If he did, it didn't come up in the books that I remember. Because he was just man-sized at a certain point. But I don't want to tell you the stuff around that because it's really spoilery. But I mean, you can tell me after because I'm not going to yeah. read the rest of these books. <laughs> but, and it's funny because <clears throat> my book club loved this trilogy. Mm-hmm. They and Usually book club reads one and done. Book club mm-hmm. kept picking these books. When they came out, they went wow. back to them. Like, wow. hey, that next book came out. Should we read it? Let's read it. <laughs> book club went back to it. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So let's take another look at the characters again. See, they don't look bad there. But I don't know. For some reason, Ren looked real bad in these movies. He just looked so bad. Extra broody. And he tried to have that deep voice and it failed and... He wasn't humorous the way he was in the book. He was just creepy and possessive and nasty and just no, no, no. It was the most, y'all. It was the most. And uh, it was the most. (laughs) The music wasn't that good. It was like the soundtrack. They didn't have money for a good soundtrack. It was just. I didn't recognize any of the songs. No. I think one of the lyrics was I'm stuck in the shower. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, that is, is that what she's saying? Is that is that what I'm hearing? I'm stuck in the shower. It sounded like it. And look, the craziest part of all of this, y'all, is it was an hour and fifty-four minutes. It was an mm-hmm. hour and fifty-four minutes. I'm like, this is a long movie. Long ass movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know, but I feel like if you're drinking on a Saturday, you have nothing else to do. You don't start a drinking game or you will die. You will die. (laughs) One bottle of wine and slowly drink that over two hours while also eating bread to make sure you don't die. Right. Right. And 
you know, I would not recommend paying for passion flicks for this, but I hear through the grapevine that passion flicks has several book to movie adaptations. And that's what they're for. I know they have some by Brenda Jackson and Jill Chalvis and um, several others. I don't um, think I'll be reading those books to watch Passion Flicks, oh, no. but for the fun of it, I may watch one or two more movies and talk about it on Instagram or something <laughs> um, before the date that I have to cancel it because I'm not yes. paying for it. No. <laughs> So, yeah. Do you have anything else to say? Should, is there more to talk about? <laughs> well, we kind of already spoiled this at the beginning with Val being, you know, the bad guy at the very oh, end. Yeah. But did you see that coming? Either the first time you read the book or... <clears throat> the first time? I don't think... Okay. If from what I remember from having discussions about it at book club, mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised Mm-hmm. But I d- it wasn't written on the wall, but I wasn't surprised at all. Mm-hmm. What did, Were you surprised in the book? I was suspicious um, just because, you know, even in the movie, she's like, oh, I have this hot date. Oh, I met this awesome guy. And then she's like showing up with a black eye and, you know, being very circumspect. So I'm like, yeah, no, you're being shady as fuck right now, but Ivy's too blinded by her friendship and, you know, pointing fingers at everybody else. Yeah, in hindsight, that character is very guilty the whole book through Mm -hmm. and the whole movie through. She's like, oh, I gotta, when something happens, oh, I gotta take this phone call or I gotta go. Oh, tell me all your secrets. I can keep a secret. You know, she's like Mm -hmm. in the business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this guy, she's got the bruise. It's kind of obvious something funky is going on, mm-hmm. but you don't know what. No. <laughs> yeah. And then Ivy being the halfling at the very end of the story, not surprising. Very predictable. I mean, because they kept saying, so even in the book, they were like, the halflings are adopted. They are adopted. Mm-hmm. She's like, she literally says, I was adopted. Literally. And I've never broken a bone. He's like, you're just lucky. And I'm like, are you just lucky when you're fighting Faye every single night and never broken a bone? Yeah. Ugh. And then, of course, the whole, you know, Tink knowing she was halfling the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I guess he it, technically, if they thought that all the gates were closed, he didn't have to worry about it. It was a non, no. non-starter. Non-issue. Yeah. So... Uh. But you were wrong. <laughs> now it's an issue. And now Ren has to kill her. Yes. Foreshadow, if you can assume what's going to happen when Ren Friend finds out, because this did say do to be continued. So they may <laughs> make more movies. They may oh make God. more. It said to be oh continued. God, but that doesn't mean they're going to get the green light. They intend to make more movies. We'll say that. Yes. But what happens? It's Gosh, like I'm that whole thing with the Iron Fae. I'm sorry. It's the whole freaking thing. You're in the summer court. I can't teach you. We're freaking together. <laughs> I'm like, God, please. It's written all over these pages. What's really going to happen? Let's not get oh, it yes. twisted. Just like please. with Ren. I have to kill you. It's my duty. Boy, please. <laughs> go kill anybody. Come on. If you know these kind of stories, you know he's going to protect her. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> and 
And if the only thing that she needs to, you know, not do is have a baby, then just, you know, take out her ovaries. Oh my Will gosh. It be possible. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Oh, <laughs> so, but if you guys, if you happen to have passion flicks and it's your thing, definitely check it out since you have access to it anyway. Check it out. Yeah. Get a seven day free trial through Amazon Prime. Yeah, if, we, if we've thinking. tempted you to watch this, <laughs> then let me know if I've tempted you to watch yes. this. <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly, I, okay, like, I'm gonna be a real honest. I had a great time watching it because I was laughing so fucking hard. It's I hilarious. Had, it's hilarious. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God. And every time, like, a sex scene came, I was like, is this it? Are we gonna get to business? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's it. No, no, we're gonna see nothing. I was waiting it's on Skidamax to happen and it didn't happen. <laughs> <It's not going on. laughs> Even their kissing was like PG kissing, like no tongue oh, action yeah. at all. They Nothing. were just PG Nothing. kissing. It was Disney kisses. <laughs> like... Disney kisses. Passionate Disney kisses. I don't know. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, yesterday, uh, we were going to watch the new movie that came out on Prime Video. And Kevin's rolling um, the war, the Tomorrow War or whatever about oh, the oh, war in the yeah. future. So he's scrolling through Amazon and he's like, where do I find the channels again? Because I had uh, mm-hmm. Paramount Plus on there for a free mm-hmm. trial. I'm like, he going to see Passion Flicks sitting right there. <laughs> I'm like, is he going to ask me about Passion Flicks? He just kept going. He didn't even mention it. I'm like, you're not going to ask me what Passion Flicks is? <laughs> it sounds like soft porn, right? Like, it, what is this? it really does. <laughs> he didn't even ask me. He's like, okay. I'm like, okay. Whatever. I'm not going to mention it. You're not going to say nothing. I guess it's not there. <laughs> We're just going to walk away. <laughs> But I will watch a couple more movies. I'm going to get my free okay. trials worth. I'm going to watch at least one or two more and okay. have a fun time laughing and talking shit. Yes. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. So if yes. you follow me on Instagram, you may be, or well, by the time this, no, I'm going to post this this week. No, no, it's going to be live. You guys, if you're listening <laughs> to this, you could probably catch some of those reels. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So, Yeah. I don't know. All right, what about you, Casey? Are you done? Have you already canceled it? Or are you going to watch a couple more just for shits and giggles? I was thinking about canceling it today just to like make sure it, I don't pay for it. But I might I might scroll through and see what's up. Maybe I'll recognize a book and watch the movie or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, just see is. what else is in there. Yeah. Yeah. I never heard of this before. I've never heard of Passion Flicks before heard of it like it's been around for a few years now but i've never watched anything on it oh my god no that girl's youtube video i'm like what is passion flicks i had to google it i'm like what is that <laughs> okay well thanks for hanging out with us today i hope you enjoyed our conversation of wicked book and movie <laughs> book and movie and if you um, read or watch please tell us tell us what you think yeah we want to know. There are some more book to movie adaptations you would like to hear us talk about. Yes. Leave a recommendation. Hit Please. me up on Twitter, Instagram, find me in Shelf Addiction Official on Facebook. Recommend it. And maybe yes. we'll do it. No promises, but we'll at least investigate. <laughs> <laughs> and 
tell you how we really feel about it. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's it. And if you are listening to the sound of my voice right now, I really appreciate you for listening to the entire episode. Sometimes they're long, but it's worth it. (laughs) It's worth it. We're worth it. It's worth it. And again, if you want to check out uh, the visuals, some of the stuff I showed, um, it's available now on Patreon. So head on over and sign up. And until next time, happy reading, guys. Take care of yourselves. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to show your support, there are a few things you can do. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive five-star review or like this episode on your favorite podcast player. It seems so simple, but it really helps me out. You can share this podcast with other book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. You can also join the Shelf Addiction Patreon family. For as little as $2 a month, you will help us produce even more awesome content for your ears. You can also consider joining the Shelf Addiction official Facebook group where we talk all things bookish and more in a safe space. The Shelf Addiction podcast is a part of the Nerdy Maven Network. You can also reach us via email at info at shelfaddiction.com. Thank you for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.